Today is Wednesday, July 22nd, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of a show called This Joe Batanz. This is a special bonus episode of This Joe Batanz because, A, I didn't finish the story from, because Lori, you know, and then uh, I'm blaming her for everything. Two, I did it like a week or two where I didn't do that many episodes. So here we go. A bonus episode of This Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. At the top of the show today is July 22nd, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined by the mass murderer known as Mike Lawson. Hello, Mike Lawson. How are you? Yo, Joe. <laughs> now, by the way, I really wouldn't call this a bonus, this Joe Batanz, as much as it's really a bonus episode of catch, a mini episode of Catching Up. Because what the reason I asked Lawson to be on this show... Well, then it, they want their money back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, is Mike Lawson, you know, I do a show called, and I wanted, I specifically wanted to tell this story on catching up. First of all, I have a, I don't know about you Lawson, but I have a ton of material for this week's catching up. I don't know where you fall in this, but uh, where, well, no, I can tell for sure one story. I mean, this is going to be a jam packed catching up. Do you have two though? Well, so I hung out with, uh, Rishi and I'm going to start saying his name because. Well, you're extra safe here. Yeah. Yeah, but we we can talk about that too. I'll start saying his name now. Mm-hmm. But I hung out with him on Saturday, but then I'm going to hang out with him again on Saturday. Oh, so wow. I have two hangouts with him to talk about. As you know, I, I have a million questions. But I'm going to say for catching up. Not, yeah. not for the 10 people who hear this or whatever, right? But, um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm imagining uh, – here's the, what I'll say. The fact that you said he is – you're seeing him this Saturday – and it means he didn't die. And I don't mean in the usual Mike Lawson murdered him kind of way. That your fucking jizz didn't just shoot out the top of his head and kill him because <laughs> you're so backed up. Um is sort of shocking yeah. to me. But um, but we'll find out all about that on this weekend's catching up. But does, on this episode, this is a story that I would have told in catching up. And it's just a I have too much information, but also it's about a sort of sensitive topic, and I don't my cousins Roxanne and Stephanie listen to Catching Up. They're big Catching Up fans, yeah. and I don't want them to hear this story, especially since my role in it. I want it to be on the DL, you know. Yeah, but essentially, uh, what as you know, my grandparents died a couple of weeks ago, and and uh, they were waiting to hear about the funeral. Okay. And my dad and my uncles were talking and they were of the opinion that they thought that the, that the, cause you know, my grandparents were responsible people, the insurance, and they also had like a prepaid funeral thing. Right. Right. And so the mortuary with who they pay, they thought like the mortuary would say like, yeah, well, you know, because of coronavirus, we have to cancel this. Right. Because my grandparents are being buried 
in East LA, which is the fucking hotspot of Los Angeles. And you'll hear me give a speech about this in a second. And, um, it's one of these things where, so my uncle was like, well, they're going to call me tomorrow. We'll find out what the deal is. Right now. I didn't hear him talk to my dad. So I don't know what his mood was, but essentially tells my dad that the, that the mortuary is going full steam ahead on the funeral mm. that they were going to have the funeral, the burial a viewing, uh, and the Catholic, a full one hour or more Catholic mass, but that it would be no more than 35 people allowed in the chapel. Right. Well, my parents are very freaked out about the coronavirus. And actually, to be honest with you, ever since my grandparents died, I've been very, very kind of freaked out about it too. Right. Where I take it seriously, I've taken it seriously anyway, but now I'm like, I don't want to leave the house. Right. Right. Because I didn't, just, uh, yeah, go ahead. I feel like anyone who experienced that is going to take it a little more serious. And you guys were already taking it pretty serious. Yeah. And the thing is, too, and I think I've talked about this in an episode somewhere else before. Or I don't know if I have or not. The fucking Grim Reaper is brushing right past the door to be on my. So, like, my aunt who took care of um, my grandparents, she has coronavirus. Right. I will say the good news today is she seems to be making a turn for the better to healing. So like she's actually eating food today, you know, Uh, but then also, and this is, I guess, look, I can be as dark as I want to be here. There is a kind of, not for my aunt. So my cousin Alex, right. And he's complained about this before his sister and her family we're like full MAGA anti-mask, right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, he had told me this story before when, when his parents had a 50th anniversary, like in the end of June. My cousin Alex, who takes it very seriously, and his family does too, got out of the car and they put their masks on when they showed up to this outdoor party. And his sister Frances and her family show up, and no masks, right? Yeah. And they're like, they start like laughing at Alex and his family for wearing masks. They're like, oh, you sheep. Hey, sheep, oh, you believe this is real? You believe this coronavirus is, it's a hoax, the media hoax, blah, 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 right? Yeah. I'm hearing more and more stories like this. Yeah. And first he started, he told me last time that Francis got it. Yeah. Right, from her work. And now the entire family has the coronavirus. And it's particularly scary because her daughter, who's gorgeous, by the way, and it doesn't mean anything, but like has heart problems. And she has it. I'm just like, oh, God. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's a thing where, uh, so like it, the, the, the coronavirus reaper is brushing past my family. And so I just want to hide and hope he doesn't, he or she doesn't see me, you know? Right. Right. And so, uh, so that's going, and that's actually part of the story too. So like People are very concerned. So my uncle and his family, Roxanne's dad, you know, Stephanie's dad, Robert, is like, you know, like calling people and saying like, because basically 35 people was just enough for like immediate family and a few other relatives. So as he's calling people, he's like, tell people that they're invited. Well, they start calling my parents because they know my parents take it very seriously. And they are like in a panic. Like for instance, with my with my the death of my grandparents, essentially, there are only two people from that generation still alive. Okay, and he called them and invited them, 
and and now I don't know if this is a Mexican thing or if it's a white people thing or who knows, right? Or not a not a white people thing. It's just anyone non-white. But they, you know, my family definitely has this very strong sense of obligation where they've been invited to this funeral and now they think they have to go. Yeah. And they're, they're scared shitless about this. They are scared absolutely shitless about going to this funeral. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're calling my parents and my parents have wisely taken the stance of, we're not going to get involved, right? Like, we'll just do whatever. And, you know, like, I already told them, like, I'm not going in the indoor thing. You can give my seat to somebody else. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Yeah. And I think my mom wasn't going to go into my dad, but my dad was very like, I have to go. Right. Yeah. So I was going to go, I was going to go to the cemetery. I just wasn't going to go to the indoor mass. Right. So, um, okay. So whatevs. Right. And, um, so, what am I talking about? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> they start calling my parents. And they're like, "Oh my god, he invited my old aunt, you know, my old mother, and she wants to wants to go, but she shouldn't go. She could die if she goes. You know, who knows yeah. who's seen what? Like again, like Francis, who did she talk to? Maybe they showed the thing and blah 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 blah. And I don't know. My aunt, you know, my uncle goes, and maybe he has even though herself. I was like, it could just kill people, right? So I'm like, so finally enough people call. And I'm like, okay, someone needs to be sort of the adult in the room. Let's find out what's going on. So, again, the funeral is taking place in East L.A., okay? So I do the, I happen to know part of this already, but East L.A. isn't a city. East L.A. is an unincorporated part of Los Angeles County. So because of that, it's not represented by, like, the city council. It's represented by the board of supervisors. Oh. So I call the board of supervisor. I, mean, I call the supervisor who's in charge of East L.A. And I, obviously I talk to a staffer. And I tell him the situation. And she says – she sends me the information about what is allowed in L.A. County because I realized, too, they had just cracked down. So she sends me the document. And the document's like it has to be outdoors. Like it, this is LA County has fucking, they went back to like the original April quarantine measures, right? Yeah. It has to be outdoors. Okay. okay. There can't be more than 10 people from the same household. Like, in other words, they couldn't do like my parents, my uncle and his wife, and my other uncle and his wife. And that's sick. No. The most, anybody who was there had to be from the same household and it couldn't be more than 10. And they had to sit, they had to be socially distant, even though they were the same household, right? And then the cemetery crew, I mean, the, the funeral staff and one, um, basically like minister, that's it. Right. And it, it, could, it couldn't be indoors. It had to be outdoors. Yeah. I'm like, wow. So now I'm interested. So you're saying you, you don't necessarily want your cousins to know you were involved in this. So I'm yeah. curious what happens next. Yeah. So then, so then Mike Lawson I go, I want to have all my, cause I'm going to call this cemetery. So I want to have all my ducks lined up in a row. And I called myself, I called myself fairy Mason. Right. <laughs> so then I do research and find out that this Catholic cemetery is actually owned by the archdiocese of LA. This isn't actually, it's owned by the Catholic church. Not even like, Oh, it's a Catholic cemetery. Cause, but no, they own it. Okay. So I go, okay, very good. So then I go to Archdiocese of Los Angeles. I was originally going to call them, but it was right, right there on their website. That's where the, the, the drama comes in, okay? Right there on the website, on July 13th, is a letter from Archbishop Gomez of Los Angeles. The same day as the LA, as the LA County thing, 
shutting everything down. It's shut down. We're doing no more indoor services, right? Um, and uh, and uh, if you do any services, any funeral, first of all, most services are shut down, but if you have to do a funeral or something, it has to be outdoors. Uh, again, a ton of rules, right? But it's shut down. So at this point in your head, are you just like, oh, misunderstanding? I have a theory that I'm going to tell you about in a second, right? Okay. Because so then, but again, I want to get all my ducks lined up in a row. I, you know, then I, so I continue poking around on the Archdiocese website. Three days before the Archbishop put out that letter, shutting everything down, three days before. The Archdiocese, through its department of like funerals and burials or whatever, right? put out a letter saying we're back in business, everybody, <laughs> you know, like, like, uh, uh, I, I didn't know this, I guess up until mid June, you couldn't even walk into a cemetery in LA, right? They were just closed and uh, then they opened them up okay. for, for limited visitation hours, but they were announcing and they announced on July 10th that they were back in business for full funerals, visitation hours were back, pretty much back to normal. Everybody just had to pretty much just follow social distancing rules, but they were back in business. I'm like, oh, that's weird. I go, maybe there's a misunderstanding. Maybe they still think that it's operating on this um, old paradigm, okay, mm-hmm. of this letter. Maybe they haven't gotten the archbishop's letter or something. So then I have I call the archdiocese, but they haven't called me back. And I go, at this point, I got to call the, the cemetery. So I call the cemetery and oh, and I'd heard from my cousin Natalie that her dad had called and they were pretty much kind of rude to him and said like this funeral is still going on, right? So I call the arch, I call the cemetery and I get a woman and I go, listen, this is a situation. I, I didn't even, I didn't specify which funeral. I just said I'm going to a funeral, and I'm very concerned because from what I've been told, you're good. You're going to hold the funeral, and I wanted to know what your practices were. And they're like, we're going to have 35 people in our chapel. And they're going to be socially distanced. They can usually sit 100, but it only could be 35. And I said, okay, that's fine. I go, but the problem is this. And then I lay out to her the case that I just told you. I say, you guys are in East LA, which has it pretty bad. And I said, and LA County, which oversees East LA, has issued a directive. And here's the directive. Not only that, the archbishop has sent out a letter on July 13th saying this and this and this. And every time, every, every step of the way, all she does is repeat. We are still going forward with funerals. It's like a, a mantra. She has um, 30, no more than 35 people. And I say, let me tell you something. I start getting heated. The United States right now is currently producing the most number of new cases in the world. California is among three states currently producing the most new cases in the country. Los Angeles County is currently producing the most new cases in California. And East LA is currently producing the most new cases in LA County. So you are in one of the worst spots for coronavirus in the world. Okay. And this LA County has issued a directive I said that, and then she goes, uh, something about 30, the the same thing with 35 people. So I go, listen, I understand. And this is probably kind of dicky of me to say. I go, I understand that this is is not your decision, right? This is above your pay grade. 
I said, but I'm going to tell you something and you tell the powers that be this. You're breaking the law and I'm going to do everything in my power to stop it. And I just hang up. Right. What's funny is it doesn't really affect me that much. I'm just thinking this is just step one. I'm at the fight with a million people. Right. So I go, <laughs> I'm waiting for the archdiocese to come back. So I go with my dad. We buy a, we all we gear up with face shields and I go and buy some barbecue supplies and I go to Smart and Final and buy some sweet onion and shit like that. And then I get home and we're having lunch. Stop by a funeral in East LA. Stop by a funeral in East LA and just uh just whiff in, just you know, breathe in the air. <laughs> and uh I go uh we're having lunch. And my mom gets a call. We get a call from my one of my uncles, Robert, actually, Roxanne Stephanie's dad. And he goes, hey, I just got a call from the cemetery. And he goes, uh, I just got a call from the cemetery. Uh, we're going on a day-by-day thing now. So right now it's not going to be the way it is. Right now it's going to be um, we're going to work day-by-day. It might be outside. They're going to look to see if they can do it outside, Right. And uh, they're going to let us know there may not be a funeral. And then two hours later, he called back and was like, yeah, funeral's off. They're What they're going to do. Now, by the way, this is still against the law, I think. But I have to just give in. Where they're going to only do a viewing. It's going to be indoors, but they're going to only do a viewing. And they're not going to allow more than two people in at the same time. So two people max in the room at the same time viewing. That's it. No funeral, nothing, blah, 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 blah. I will say, so by the way, I take full credit for this, but I will say, but my, no, my uncle doesn't know that I did this, right? My uncle just thinks the the mortuary just called him. Okay. I will say that Betty had a good idea. And, and this is before even we found out what the funeral mortuary was going to do. Where my grandparents up until actually, very recently, I'll say within the last five years, they would go every weekend to this Latin senior citizen club and just fucking party. They were always dancing and they would have the parties at the same place, this golf course in Montebello. And they would be a fucking super loud. It was actually kind of annoying. It'd be a super loud band, like playing Mexican music. And they, my grandma would camp mm-hmm. just be dancing the whole time and stuff like that. Right. So my mom said, I thought this was a really good idea. My uncles have signed on to this. And this was an idea before. And now it's a for sure thing. She goes, why don't we just bury them? Very private, very small. And then once this coronavirus thing becomes under control and it's safer to go out, why don't we, when it's safe to do so, why don't we pay for a party at this golf course? Yeah. That's what they would have loved. And we'll have a proper memorial there and dancing and mariachis and a band and, everything they, that they loved about going to this club and we'll yeah. just do that. And everyone's on board with that. That's so, nice. Yeah. I, you know, I'm seeing this a lot where like this quarantine, this pandemic has helped us understand that a lot of just like bullshit things that we're holding on to are just bullshit. Like yeah. board borders don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like disease is going to spread. Like it doesn't matter where we draw lines. Mm-hmm. Um, jobs. A lot of our jobs are just like stupid and inconsequential. We could have always worked from home. Yeah. You know, like the funeral, you know, the celebration that you do doesn't necessarily have to happen, you know, with the, with their body in the room. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like those are, you know, very separate things. Like you can take care of the burial and you could also celebrate life at two separate times. So that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it turned out for the best. It was just, it was just like sometimes you, and, and, and I'll be honest with you. We don't have that much time left, but I do think there is a sort of racism involved. And, and I, oh, my theory, I never took my theory. I'll tell it really fast. I don't think it was a, oh, we're going to steal their money kind of thing. What I honestly think, my right told you, they just came back. These people were probably laid off or furloughed, right? And now they're finally back to work. And here comes fat pig Joe Batans trying to shut it back down. And they're probably just yeah. intent, not like just turning a blind eye, hoping that no one would notice that they're still doing funerals because they would still have a job. So, uh, so I don't necessarily fault them, but it's still it's very dangerous. Like, you know, come for the funeral, stay because you're next. You're the next funeral. <laughs> you know. So <laughs> anyway, uh, we're gonna call it a day there, guys. Thank you so much for joining for this special bonus episode of both this Joe Batanz and catching up. It all takes place right here on Afterthought Media. 